Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the best show about plastic surgery in the United States and possibly the world. Today's topics. First off, the massive impact that social media has had on plastic surgery over the past few years. We're going to break it down, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Next, there's a new warning about the miracle weight loss drug that we talked about on a previous episode, and we're going to let you know about it. Lastly, Sarah's going to go over some excellent anti-aging skincare, and it's coming up right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Please give us a like, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. With me, as always, is the great Sarah Bennett. What up? Hey, Sarah. And in the box is the man, Travis. What's up, dude? What's happening? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I love doing the show because it means it's Friday and <laughs> it's a good day. And it's sunny. I will always take a good sunny Friday. It's yeah. all, it is. It's a good Friday, it's not too. It's raining like it's, it usually is. I know. It's always raining when you drive up here. Yeah, it's a good week uh, going into spring break. Uh, now, Trelvis, you, you probably don't do anything for spring break, right? Because you don't, you don't have kids, right? Yeah, nah, not necessarily. Spring break, not my thing. Yeah. Well, it will be one day. <laughs> it's funny with spring break, right? Because when you're young... You're, you know, college, you know, yeah. like college or younger, like spring break's the greatest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And then you get out of college and it's like, you forget about spring break. And then you get to be our age and, and suddenly spring break is a big thing again. Yeah. So are you doing anything for spring break? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Going to Disney. Disney World or Lands? World. Wow. So going, going to, to Florida? Florida? Oh, are you going to go get some uh, cut rate plastic surgery while you're down there? Yes. No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I know you wouldn't do I'm that. I'm going to go get us. some elf ears. They're the only place I would do them. Travis, how many weeks has it been since we've had an elf here? Hey, we haven't had elf It's been at least a month. It's yeah. been a month. Sarah broke yeah, get the your seal. clipboard. Get the clipboard out. Yeah, write Sarah, it down. Sarah just set my heart on fire. I know. She mentioned elf ears. I, it's been a while. we got to like find a way to bring that back in. I still yeah. haven't done an elf ear surgery yet. So if you know anybody. Advertise it during one of those, like, what are those things called? Like, where people dress up like old, like, fairy tale-ish. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Ren Fair. You know, I'm big into the Ren Fair. Yeah, you should advertise it. You can do that. Dude, I should set up a booth and do elf ears at the Ren Fair. Oh, my God. I have a line, like, out the door. <laughs> like a plastic surgery trailer. Yeah. <laughs> for elf ears at a Ren Fair. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a business model that needs to happen. I may have to get you to help me set it up. Okay. So Disney World, yeah. huh? Nice. Yeah, Disney World. We're going so to Magic Avery Kingdom. Excited? She's very excited. She's not excited to go on planes, but uh, oh, she used really? to. She was going on planes like all the time, her entire life until like, um, like a two-year block where we didn't go anywhere. Uh huh. So she just, she just like, for some reason, she just like developed this phobia towards it. But she oh. raced, she went to Washington State with her dad. Huh. Uh, for Thanksgiving, so she's kind of back on track, but okay. she's a little scared. But she's excited. She loves um, Baby Yoda or oh, Grogu, yeah. so she loves him, and That's so, so awesome. she's excited so to see all that. So she watches Mandalorian? She does. She tries to. She's very her? no. I mean, most of the time she's, oh, she's like, like she's seven. Oh, she's I mean, seven. it's not scary, scary, but yeah. like 
if she doesn't like it, she'll like hide her eyes. Yeah. yeah, but she loves seeing the baby Yoda. I think that's so cool that she watches the Mandalorian. Uh, we've watched all the Star Wars together. Really? Yeah. Dude. As much as she can uh, uh, you, handle. Your stock just went up. Oh. You know I'm a super Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars. Like, I have, like Star People Wars People think tattoo. I look like uh, Princess Leia. Princess Leia. I remember my wife went as like Princess Leia time. for Halloween yeah. one year. And there's a very cute picture of her with like the, the she had the, the long buns. hair. So she had like the real the real buns. Mm. She kind of looks like Leia a bit, you know, she had the long brown hair. Did she wear did she wear the slutty outfit or the No, I don't think so. The, I, thinking, I thought about white. buying her one, but I'm not sure she wears. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is that coming up? No, anniversary? Maybe. No, she would probably throw me out of the house if I bought that for her. She'd be like Ugh. She'd be like you wear it. Like, no. She probably would. <laughs> All right. So, well, I got to have a full report about Disney World next week. That's so yeah, awesome. I'm yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been since I was four, so I don't even remember. I'd be interested it. to see what the Star Wars stuff is like. I'm not a huge yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're going to Magic Kingdom, and then the next day we'll do Hollywood Studios, which is where oh, Star, Star Wars, Wars stuff is. So we're going to go to Colorado. Uh, my brother lives in Denver, and mm-hmm. we're pretty close. And so we, we're kind of cheapskates. We drive up there. We stay with my brother. And then we drive to the mountain each day and, and go That's skiing. a pretty drive, though. It is. I like that drive. That's the drive that I've I made with my daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on the motorcycle. We're yeah. taking a car this time. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember you were telling me it got kind of, like, not difficult, but it was not as fun as it would be, like, in a car. Well, I it mean. It was like, because you had to make more stops. Yeah. 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 I mean, it. I mean, I thought, honestly, I thought the whole trip was awesome. The biggest gripe I had about that motorcycle trip is it was so short. We did 1,700 miles in three days, and like that's insane. Yeah, you know, it's a lot, especially with a little kid. Well, she was great. Not my little, my daughter was a champ. You know, I I was worried that she was biting off more than she could chew, saying mm. she wanted to do it. But no, she was she was amazing. Like, nice. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, all right. Well, in Travis, I assume you're just working next week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing exciting. It's good to hear that you guys will be at Disney World. And in Colorado, enjoying the nice scenery, yeah. and I'll be here in a studio box. Oh, man. I'm going to bring you, you know what, Travis? I'm going to bring you a souvenir because I feel bad that you're not going on spring break. It's okay. It's now, it's not any of those, you know, special Colorado souvenirs. Yeah. It's going to be a normal souvenir. You know, nothing like, nothing out of the ordinary. I'm not sure you what can you live mean. Through, <laughs> you sure. can live through my Instagram, Travis. Absolutely. I, I will live vicariously through both okay. of you. Well, speaking of Instagram... And speaking of social media, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting to do a little segment on the massive impact that social media has had on plastic surgery. Because it yeah. has been pretty dramatic, and it's something that can imagine. I either fortunately or unfortunately have lived through. Uh, because when I started my practice in 2010, social media was just kind of a, a blip on the map. It wasn't really, I mean, it wasn't anywhere near what it is today. Yeah. And, you know, I think I... I think my very first, I didn't do um, MySpace. MySpace. I didn't do MySpace. I was just like, eh, that sounds kind of dumb. Well, MySpace started with only college students being able to, no, that was Facebook. But MySpace, I had one when I was in high school. And then Facebook, you were only so allowed to have was Facebook what year, when you were in college. Do you mind college. me asking? Or, I'm not to, I'm I don't people know how old you are. But. Um, I graduated from high school in 2007. Okay, so that's about the time that I, I got on Facebook, I think, in 07 or 08. Yeah, that's whenever I got a Facebook. I can't remember, so... Um, well, anyway, uh, it, there's no doubt social media has completely changed our world. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes I wonder for the better. In fact, I had an interesting conversation the other day with with Austin. He's the guy that helps me run the wound clinic. Uh, great nurse. What's up, Austin? Um, and so we were talking about things about, we were talking about college or whatever. And I was like, man, 
And I said this out loud, not even really thinking what I was saying. I was like, I really am glad I grew up in a time that social media wasn't around because it just made life simpler to not have everything broadcast 24-7. Not, not compare yourself to yeah. every single like and living really, person on the planet. Right. It was really <laughs> funny to hear myself say that because you know nowadays I, it's hard for me to imagine you know, life without social media. Maybe not that I would miss it, but just imagine how, how it would be to go back to the way it was. Yeah. But I, I have to say, as somebody who you know, was an adult during a time without social media, that I kind of liked it better, honestly. <laughs> Um, so I think there's definitely some positive and negative impacts that social media has had yeah. on the world. And I think that trickles down to all aspects of what social media has affected, you know, including plastic surgery. And uh, I do believe plastic surgery has been affected more than a lot of other things, right? Because think about, okay, let's think about industries, plastic surgery versus, say, you know, auto mechanic. And I'm just throwing something out there. You know, plastic surgery is about image, and, and it seems like that, Social media is all about image. So mm -hmm. these things are just made for each other versus other specialties or businesses where image is not quite as important. I mean, I just threw auto mechanic. I was trying to think of something where there's not a lot of pictures. But I'll, honestly, I've seen social media pages of people working on cars, and that's yeah. really popular as well. But point being that I do believe that social media and plastic surgery have found a lot of synergy together. Yes, it's almost they sure it's have. almost like gasoline and, and a match, right? Yeah. You know, they just have, have really kind of taken off. And it's it's in my opinion caused a lot of very positive things to happen, a lot of very negative things to happen. And so I kinda wanna just talk about those. Uh, you know, I think one of the best or one of the good things that has come about from plastic surgery um, uh, because of social media it's just the increased awareness. You know, there was a time when, when plastic surgery had a lot of stigma to it and say, you know, maybe you, not you, but maybe a person out there had some issue with their body and, you know, they wanted to fix it, but they just, they just maybe had a bad image of plastic surgery. I personally had a bad, bad image of plastic surgery just from TV and stuff mm -hmm. growing up. And when I went to med school, I was like, I'm never going to be a plastic surgeon. I remember like literally thinking that. It's like, I would never be a plastic surgeon. That's just shady, which, I mean, you always hear me say it's shady still today, but but I had this negative image, and so there might be people out there who really had something that could be helped by plastic surgery that didn't do it because of this stigmatism, yeah. and I think social media erased that. You know, mm -hmm. it made the awareness more, it decreased, acceptable. it made it more acceptable, right, because people were talking about it. You know, it also gave people some inspiration. I've seen many pages or you know uh, people on social media that talked about their story of plastic surgery that i have this issue i'm seeking out a surgeon oh i'm, I'm now i've booked a surgeon i'm having my surgery you know they're they're showing their journey yeah 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 and um you know that really can be very effective for people who are considering doing the same thing and it's something that you know was not available to people in the past. Yeah. And then lastly, probably to me, the biggest thing that social media has has allowed is just the free flow of information. Very similar to, you know, the internet, but but in a more kind of directed personal personal way. Mm -hmm. You know, I myself have used social media for years to educate people about plastic surgery and um, I feel like I have done that and that's the whole, you know, how the show even came about was just trying to educate people. Yeah. Uh, so there are I think a lot of positives. But I do think there's some negatives. Yeah, I agree. I feel like like 
it, social media has brought about this like I see it, I like it, I want it, I'm gonna buy it. Oh man! So you are so. It's like you're reading my mind. I swear, so, Sarah. <laughs> you know what? Somebody asked me the other day. They they said it was a friend of mine. He said, "Does Sarah uh, does Sarah know you know every detail about what you're gonna say, or do you just kind of surprise?" And I was like, "No, I I, I kind of want her to to have like a natural reaction, yeah. not like scripted." Yeah. yeah. But you're yeah. still right. It, it's almost like you did see the script on this one. Yeah, like I totally agree with you because, like, yes, they, it came about. Well, social media and plastic surgery—it's a good mix because it has that like the whole thing. Like, if you want it, then get it. If it's going to make you happy, mental mm -hmm. health, positive self-care, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's great. But like, what happens if that's not enough for people that aren't like that mentally? Yep. And then they, and then it becomes like a disease, like these people that have body disorder. It's like you're reading my card. Yeah, I did not. And but like, you know, because you're yeah. a smart person, and like we've talked about this. So yeah, yeah. so a lot of the negative so things it just that gets worse. It can be. Snowball. It does have some potential negative outcomes, and you know, one I think is the unrealistic expectations. We've mm -hmm. talked about that before. That there's this kind of tendency in social media for people to only put out like perfect pictures. Things like filters, you know, there's some crazy filters out there. There are that 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 make you look like a movie star. Have you used the bold glamour filter um, on TikTok? No, dude, I can't get into my TikTok. I don't know what's happened to it. Man, I can't get I, back I'm into not a fan. It. Oh, I I did come off TikTok probation or whatever. Oh, nice. I told you like my TikTok was on probation because of my videos about medicine were getting tagged as graphic. Did I tell you about that? Yes, you did. That's so annoying. I actually logged on the other day and I found that I'm off probation now. So <laughs> I still haven't posted in forever. I need to, but um, anyway, so unrealistic expectations. Yes. You hit it, impulsiveness. Yes. And I do this too. Like I've been on social media and I see an ad for something and I'm like, I'm going to buy that. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, you're like, you're ti I'm tired of seeing this. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. Um, so impulsive decisions. Uh, also, when you talk about information, there is the risk of it being bad information. I see that all the time on social media, whether it be plastic surgery or other medical, you know, topics. The big one was COVID. Yeah. You know, when COVID hit, there was a just rush of bad information about there on all aspects of it, whether you're for masks, against masks, for vaccines, against vaccines. It was just a bad information smorgasbord. And it was, I don't know how people waded through it. Like it was just too much. Um, and then lastly, you said it again, the addiction, you know, people, and this can kind of go into people who are creators where they may go get a procedure done and they see this kind of reaction from their followers Increase, yeah. and they're like, I want to do that again. So definitely some, some potential negative things uh, that have come about from it. Um, what's also interesting is you've seen the rise of social media influencers in their relation with plastic surgery. And we just literally talked about this last week. OnlyFans, right? Mm -hmm. OnlyFans are, you know, are creators on, I guess OnlyFans is social media. It yeah, is. It's social media. Um, I was thinking, is it more like a website? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure I was going with that. But, you know, I guess it is considered more, you know, considered social media. And, um, you know, there are influencers doing doing their own thing. And, and the story last week, if you didn't see it, was that there was a place over in the UK that was, it was really kind of like shady. They were offering cut rate plastic surgery and using OnlyFans models to, to push that. And so the people were, over in the UK were justifiably, you know, concerned with that. Yeah. Um, but that's not just, you know, OnlyFans models. I mean, you see that on Instagram. 
there's, uh, I mean, I've had people, influencers come to me and say, hey, you know, if I come to your place and get a treatment, I'll, can I get it for less money to push it to my followers? And I've actually done that before yeah. with, with various, various results. And then, um, uh, then you also get people seeking out procedures to look like, look like these influencers. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before, the cat eyes and Kim Kardashian's booty and, you know, the hollowed out cheeks of Chrissy Teigen. People see these things on social media and then they seek it out. Yeah, and if they could just look like them, their yeah. and I think that life this, would change. Yeah, I, I, they get more followers. And once again, like when you talk about the influencers, I do feel like it's kind of a yin and yang. Like there are some good things about it. I mean, I don't think there's any problem with influencers using their clout to to get you know services. I don't have a problem with that. Nor do I have a problem with the business giving them services for exposure. I mean, that's all well and good. But when you get into kind of that negative aspect of people trying to mimic, uh, mimic people they see on social media, I think that becomes a little dangerous. Yeah. You know, you're setting that unrealistic, you know, expectation. Um, what's also interesting how it changed the surgeon-patient relationship, and probably there's very few people who can talk about that as much as I can. And not that I'm super famous on social media, I'm not. I mean, I have a couple hundred thousand followers, and then we have the show, and so uh, we do have a little bit more than average, but. You know, for me, it's given me a way to directly communicate with a wider audience. Because yeah. in the past, like the only people I could communicate with was the people who rolled through my office. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, I can jump on social media and I can send information out to a couple hundred thousand people. And then get on the news. And then get on Fox News and say whatever I want in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it does change that. And I do believe that's a positive um, Definitely positive. No, that, that is a positive where, I mean, because, you know, th think if you, you want to have plastic surgery and you have a question that you want to know, but, you know, you don't know the answer to it. And, you know, maybe it'll influence you one way or the other, but you, you don't get your resolution because you don't want to make a consult. I mean, you can pop on one of my, you know, Instagram posts and say, hey, you know, what about this? And I, I can't say I respond to every single comment because it has gotten to be a, a fair amount, but I try to. And there's other surgeons out there do the same thing. So, you know, patients can directly talk to surgeons about their questions, which is nice. Yeah. You know, you didn't have that opportunity in the past. As a surgeon, you do have to address the unrealistic expectations. You know, we talked about that. That has affected uh, my uh, consults. I have people come into the office. They'll have a picture of some, you know, model from Instagram and say, hey, can you make me look like this? And then you have to kind of go through this conversation of, you know, one, is it, are they doing this for the wrong reasons? And two, is this a reasonable thing to expect? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say the other thing that's kind of more on the plastic surgery side is how it's changed the business model. It's been yeah. very interesting because so when I came out in 2010 to start my practice, not every plastic surgeon even had a website. Like having a website was getting to the point that you kind of had to do it. But I think of there was two plastic surgeons in town when I when I came to the place where I'm at, and one had a website that was literally one page. It was just one landing page, and the other did not have one. And of course, you know, being a kind of a tech guy, I wanted to have a website and kind of foresaw how that was going to be, you know, a necessity. Now, fast forward to 2023, uh, I personally believe if you're a plastic surgeon, you don't have an active social media, that you're not going to be in business very long. Yeah, like I feel like every if you have a business, every you have to have a brand. Right. It's like you have to be promoting yourself on social media. Yeah, and that's an interesting question is, you know, is that every business or, um, you know, is it certain business? I, I do kind of think it's every business for the most part or anything that does 
have branding. I would consider your store definitely as a brand, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about, okay, well, what business wouldn't, I mean, there's bound to be some out there that it's less important, yeah. but, but things where image is important, you know, commercial retail, especially like boutique shopping, plastic surgery. I mean, it's a necessity. I mean, you have to be out there making posts, putting, you know, for me, putting befores and afters, like showing your work or your products in your case. And, uh, you know, it, it adds expense, mm -hmm. it adds time, because, uh, well, it, it's one or the other, or sometimes both in my case, where I dedicate X amount of time to social media, you know, like the show or like coming up with posts, and then I still have to pay someone to help me manage it all. Yeah. So it's just really been very interesting to see how plastic surgery has just been like a bombshell change to our industry. But I guess to be fair, it's the same with everything. Yeah, I wonder if it'll ever go away. Sometimes I kind of want it to go away. Yeah, I, like I said, you know, I, I I literally just fell out of my mouth the other day that man, I'm glad I didn't grow up in. When I, I said I'm glad when I grew up, social media wasn't. Anything, yeah. You know, and cell phones, like everyone carrying cell phones. Yeah. It was just simpler. Yeah. But nowadays, it's like you know, if you said I'm going to take away your iPhone, I'd be like, wait, no, no. Let me check. My, I need it. Let me I need check it. my stuff. Yeah, let me check my stuff. So, well, anyway, let me know what you think about social media. You know, are there are there still jobs out there or businesses that don't need social media? That's kind of an interesting thought. Love to hear what you have to say. So leave us a comment and let us know. Yeah. All right, we got an update segment now. So you remember when we talked about the weight loss drug, the miracle weight loss drug? Yes, the Just, one that's for diabetes. That's right. Yeah. Sarah, dude, you are so smart. I, you missed, do you run well, around? I, well, I was doing research whenever I was picking my topic, and I oh, came across the updates. Articles. Yeah, so. Nice. It's funny, yeah. from doing this show, I have to say I feel more knowledgeable now than I did say a year ago, mm -hmm. because it, it happens to me literally all the time where I'll be somewhere, usually like the OR, or like you know, one of the clinics or hospitals, and somebody will say something about a topic. I'm like, oh, I, I know about that. I did a segment about that on my talk show. And they're like, yeah. what? I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, it keeps you, keeps you more in It touch. keeps you up to date, right? Yeah. Trollvis, do you do that? Do you get your friends, like, do they think you're smart because of the stuff we talk about on the show? Or? <laughs> um, I mean, they definitely think I'm knowledgeable in pop culture. I can tell you that. Do they? For sure. Because you do a show, I mean, your radio show, is there any ever crossover between the topics that we do? Mm -hmm. And the topics you guys do? Yeah, all the time. Like uh, the story from last week that we talked about with the tourists in Mexico. Oh, you guys were talking about that? Yeah, we spoke about that. So, wow. um, it, it, like if it's pop culture, you know, we speak about it. So Interesting. And it crosses, it crosses lanes. It's wild. Mm. You're going to have to bring up some of the points you guys bring up. If you see anything that's the same, man, like let us know. If you guys have already done that one, you know, maybe we can expand on our knowledge base here. Absolutely. I got you. All right. So um, anyway, uh, so for those who didn't see it, I guess it was two months ago. I think it was in early January. We were talking about this new drug coming out, and it is a drug that's actually used to treat diabetes. And the one I was specifically talking about was called terzepatide, and the trade name is Munjaro. And this one is actually not quite on the market yet. It's getting FDA approval like any time. But it's related to two other drugs that are out, Ozempic and, uh, let's see, the other one is um, Wagovi. Sorry, I forgot the name of it. Um, and those have been out for, for several years now. The drugs are similar, but Wagovi and Ozempic are what's considered first generation for this type of drug. And the difference being is that those drugs act on one 
uh, one receptor in the stomach which tells you you're full. So there's mm -hmm. a receptor in your stomach that gets activated to tell you, okay, I'm full, don't eat anymore. And this drug mimics that, the, the, the molecules that, that target that. And so when you take the drug, you feel full, you don't want to eat. Now, the way that terzepatide or Munjar, which is the one that we were talking about in January, is different is it has a second mechanism of action, which actually slows down how fast the stomach empties because okay. when your stomach gets empty, that's when you feel hungry. Yeah. And so I, I and the results are way better with terzepatide. And, and I have to say to the point that since that episode we did in January, we've been in touch with Eli Lilly to try and kind of be on the forefront of maybe offering that medication in our in our clinic because people were seeing weight losses of 30%. Meaning if you started out, you know, at 240 pounds, people are going down to like 160 after taking the drug for about a year. Yeah. Um, and it has a pretty good safety pro profile. But in the past week uh, on, I think it was Fox and Friends or one of the Fox News uh, segments, uh, Mark Siegel, who's a well-known, is he as well-known as me, Mark Siegel? I'm just kidding, he's like way more famous than I. Do you know Mark Siegel? Really? Travis Mark Siegel? Maybe if I saw a picture of him. I don't know the name. Oh, okay. I'm an image person. Okay, well maybe I know him just because he's a doctor and he's on TV and so Probably. like, you know. It's like you know people in your yeah. in your industry. I'm like a little fish in a little pond, and he's a big fish in a big pond. But but we are doing kind of the same thing to a, to a certain degree. Anyway, sure. so Mark Siegel, he's a big guy. Um, he was on Fox News, and he was talking about a new study that came out from China. And the study looked at the first-generation diabetes drugs for weight loss. So that's Wagovi and Ozempic. And it should be stated that this study was a mice study. So what that means is the research was actually giving the drug to something, but it wasn't a human, it was a mouse. And the reason that's important, not to spoil, you know, um, would say later, is that a lot of times the data you collect from mice studies doesn't correlate to humans. I mean, I mean they're both, we're both mammals, right? Mice right. and human, but we're not exactly the same. No. And so drugs do have <laughs> different effects on, on um, well, for example, you know, Coumadin is a rat poison. And we take humans take human all the time, but yeah. that's more of a dosage thing, not necessarily physiology. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is a mouse study. So this is my cough. Yeah, uh, this is a mouse study, so that does need to be taken into account. But the study showed that Wagovi could cause intestinal obstruction um, and, and intestinal dilation, which all that all kind of fits together. And then Ozempic can cause eating disorders. Okay. Now. So he was on there and he was saying, oh, you know, these drugs are so popular. You know, Elon Musk took one of them. I think Elon Musk took Ozempic. Um, they were talking about him. My sister is taking one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, okay, can I ask you where she's getting it? She, I, she got it prescribed. By, I mean, obviously. I didn't yeah, by, by her doctor. So her primary care doctor mm -hmm. did it. Well, she was she was on the she's she was on track to be diabetic. It's like she's on that. Oh, so she was taking it for diabetes. Well, she's not. She hasn't been diagnosed as the diabetes, but like when you pretty much are, I mean, whenever I was in school, if you were pre-diabetic, you had diabetes pretty much. You just had it in a you had it in a situation where it could be reversible. Yeah. Like when you get diagnosed with diabetes, like you have to right. like start taking yeah, medicine start yeah. and like all of this stuff and you never can get off of it. Yeah. And a lot of it is related to weight. Was your sister heavy? I mean, not to like pry into Yeah. Her. She's my, she's my height, but she's overweight. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times as people gain weight, it puts you into like a pre-diabetes or even a diabetes state. So, mm -hmm. you know, the drug 
uh, can definitely can definitely help that. Yeah, I'm awesome. I'm interested to see. I haven't seen her in a little bit, so I want to. Really? I'm she interested to see. She lives in Austin. Austin. Okay, so cool. I'm interested to see if it. So Mark Siegel was all like sounding the alarms about you know Ozempic and uh, Wagovi because of this study, and I mean not like crazy sounding the alarms. He's like, oh, we need to be careful, you know. But I mean that's how a lot of those doctors are. Everything is like, oh, you know, this is a big deal. I, I don't know. I, I so I was getting my thoughts on it, and um, I'm 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 kind of you know more a gray area about this. And some of the things they did talk about was the fact how now Weight Watchers is doing these drugs via telemedicine. I, I do kind of have a problem with that. I I think that if you're going to take these drugs, it does require actually visiting a physician in person. And, you know, I mean, these are not unsafe drugs, but they can have some potential side effects. Mm -hmm. You know, one, you want to make sure that you're not losing too much weight or that you're, you know, on this drug for a long time and it's, you know, causing potential issues. So you need someone to kind of follow you. And I don't know if telemedicine is the best way to, to do that. Um, I'm not sure how Weight Watchers, I guess Weight Watchers is hiring doctors to do that. And so. I don't know. I, my parents did Weight Watchers. Uh, like back the original Weight Watchers? Yeah, where they like yeah. weekly meetings and like weigh in and yeah. like all that kind of stuff. It works. I mean, yeah, you know, it totally like works yeah. for my dad. So they were talking about they were talking about the potential risk, which I, I'm not like really sold on that risk because one, it's a mild study. Two, they, these mice are on the drugs for like two years. I mean, I don't think someone should be on these drugs for that long. Mm -hmm. You know, the... The study that I quoted when I was talking about terzepatide was more along the lines of 12 to 14 months. Yeah. You know, being on it for a year to lose that weight and then coming off of it and mm -hmm. not staying on it long term. I mean, there is a potential for rebound, but the way I would like take, uh, this is how we would do it in my, in my office and I'm hoping we get the chance is, you know, you would you'd go on the drug and then when you get to your weight loss, then you, you do life modifications to keep that weight steady. It's not like you take the, you know, you get the weight loss and you come off it and you start doing all the things that cause you to gain weight in the first place. Yeah, you know, you it's would definitely a lifestyle people. change. I'd send them to your CrossFit gym. <laughs> Shoot, dang, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was reading about whenever I was uh, looking at stuff to talk about because I figured you would talk about this because it was new. But, yeah, um, whenever I saw it, there um, some doctors were saying to their patients that if they went on it, that they would never come off of it, that they warned them that like, if I think they, that's crazy. Like, I, this is a forever drug that you have to take for the rest of your life. Well, okay. Et cetera, so et cetera. I, I would say if you're taking it for diabetes, maybe. Yeah. But there's, there's definitely a distinction between taking this drug for diabetes and taking it. For yeah. Weight they loss. were saying for everything, like for if you loss. start this drug for yeah, that, then it's that. because it's like, if you get off of it, you're just going to be back in the same. I mean, I don't situation. know if that's true because. I mean, I I would I mean I could see how that would happen because there's people that go to go get surgery and like you know the bariatric surgery mm -hmm. and they lose a hundred pounds and then after all that they still gain a hundred pounds back within like two years. You know. I personally haven't seen that happen quite as much as. Yeah, but I mean that's what they said in that article I was reading. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe. I'm yeah. going to give that one a maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what, I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't know. That's just what I was reading in that article. They, the doctors were saying that, like, it's You'll have to send that to me. I would, I'd like to look at it. Send, just email it to me. I do want to check it out because yeah. I, I'm interested in these drugs. You know, the ones that they're talking about, Ozempic and uh, Wagovi, had like a 15% weight loss. You know, this new one has a 30% weight loss. Like, it's twice as good. Which means you could have people on it for less time, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely, I would definitely think that if you go on it, you should 
You try get to get with off it. of it. I yeah. think. You should be I think that if I think you should, um, they should be linked up with or recommended a nutritionist. Yes, or exactly. Something. That's how what we wanted to do is have this kind of comprehensive and a physical plan. trainer. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. It. So obviously, with this article coming out, my personal thoughts. I mean. As long as you're talking to a doctor about taking this drug and not just getting in like some back alley or like over the internet, you probably don't have anything to worry about. Your doctor's going to watch out for you. So, you know, this study is interesting. Um, it is in mice, which doesn't necessarily correlate to humans. These mice run these things for long periods of time, which I don't think you should be on the drug for that long. Um, so I think used properly, these drugs probably are still very safe, but we will keep an eye out for further research and, um, you know, make sure that this is something that is safe for anyone that wants to take it. So Yes. Cool. Well, leave us a comment if you want to learn more about these drugs. They're pretty crazy when I tell people about them. Everyone's like, when can I come get it? And I'm like, I'm working on it. So. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, Sarah, I yes. you're going to tell us about forever, looking forever young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> you look forever young. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So um, I, I mean, skincare, like watching TikToks and Reels and like everything on social sure. media everybody's doing their um, their skincare routines. So I thought it, I wanted to look and see if mine was, uh, you know, up to speed. So, okay. yeah, so I went and researched, get my notes out. Um, so I went on the interwebs and looked up some anti-aging um, skincare routines and I found a pretty good article on today, you know, the talk yeah. show today. So I found an article on there. So, so some things that you will need are sunscreen, Right. Which we already know what that's for. Yeah. Well, and so, and just so people, you know, know, I mean, because a lot of people don't like, I mean, still to this day, that ultraviolet light, whether it be from the sun or from tanning beds, is terrible for your skin. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Number one, if you want anything from this or get anything from this, buy sunscreen for your face. And I'm like literally probably like day. one of the worst people, especially when I was young. I would be out in the sun all the time. I never wore sunscreen. Yeah. So my makeup um, you know, has sunscreen in it. So like if I go, like every time I go, like to anywhere outside my face had sunscreen on yeah already so i think that's great yeah anyways um the next one is retinoids um vitamin c acids and peptides uh moisturizers with um a specific type of chemical or peptide or some type of collagen type mm -hmm. thing called squillen squillane squillane i don't know how to say it s-q-u-a-l-a-n-e Squalene? Yeah, squalene. I don't know. It's uh, in it's in moisturizers. Apparently, okay. it's very... Um, well, all those other things you were mentioning extra. are very common things that are found in skincare products. Yeah, for real. And you see that in, like all of the products out there, even the products I carry in my office are mm -hmm. oftentimes you know, collagen, vitamin C, you know, all those things. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and retinoids. So, those are for diminishing appearance of wrinkles by thinning hyperpigmentation and stimulate collagen production. True. Yep. Those are facts. That is true. <laughs> yep. I, I, I can verify that. Check. Okay. Vitamin C stimulates collagen production. It does. It does. And then specifically apply this before sunscreen because once you put vitamin C, apparently on your skin it's very um, moisturizing and or it, it really gives your skin a lot of hydration or something or collagen i guess and once you put the sunscreen on it like you know just makes it even better it traps yes. it in there yeah yeah it's a good defense that's actually a good tip because you don't oftentimes think about if you're using multiple products 
Yeah. Should one I, go yeah, first? Yeah, I'm going to go over the steps. Yeah. Oh, the steps. Okay. They have steps. Well, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Me. I, I have to admit, I don't use a lot Men of Men usually don't have a skincare routine. Yeah, I don't. It's so bad. So maybe I you could. can develop one now. Okay, Will so. Will you help me make an outline? Yes. Um, acid. I'm going to so, ask Chad BP <laughs> make me a skincare outline. They bet they would for men specifically. They I'm bet they'd give it. you products. You know, too. I love Chad GPT. Uh, I wish I had it. Okay. Um, glycolic acid. So, this is a, I mean, it's for exfoliating skin. Okay. And then hyaluronic acid. It's found naturally yep. in your skin. You know and what it's hyaluronic acid is the main component of? What? Fillers. Really? Yeah, like Juvederm nice. or, or uh, Voluma, that's the main component. Yeah. And then both of those um, minimize fine lines and wrinkles. Yep. Um, peptides and amino acids stimulates new collagen production, improves appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. And then uh, moisturizer. Look for that word that I don't know how to pronounce. Squalin, squalane. I, I, we're gonna figure this out. How do you spell it? S Q U A L A N E. Squalane. I'm not squalane. I mean, squalane. I'm familiar with skincare products, but I, I, I just, I maybe haven't digged down into the ingredients. Yeah. Well enough. It's a lipid. That's oh, it's a lipid. Okay. Yes, well, yes, yes, yes. Let's just call it. So anti-inflammatory lipid. So it reduces okay. redness and skin and also now, is that produce something that's in a lot of products or you have to specifically find that one? You have to specifically find it. So, um, and it's produced naturally in the skin as well. And it okay. produces as you age that lipid in your skin. And everything and in, decreases as we age. The elasticity, like the lipid content. Yeah. We start falling apart. And the sun makes it happen faster, people. <laughs> Wear sunscreen. Okay, so this is so this is the preferred skincare routine. Of course, breaking, you want to cleanse your face. Real quick, breaking news: it's pronounced squalene. Squalene. Yeah, that's what the Google phonetic pronunciation. Oh, uh, you're on Google phonetic. <laughs> yes, nice. Saved by the producer. Squalene. 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 Okay. We knew it was squalene. We just wanted to make sure that you weighed in on it. So. Thank you. You passed through all this. Okay, so number one, you want to have a clean face. So get yourself a cleanser. Right. I use, um, that's probably another word you're going to have to look up, <laughs> Cetaphil. Or, yeah, oh, Cetaphil. Cetaphil. Yeah, Cetaphil. Yeah, I've, I know. I'm familiar I use, I mean, that's like one of those number one dermatologists recommended, and it's like very simple. It's yeah. like, it's very yeah. clean and basic. Yeah. So first you're going to have to clean your face. Next, you're going to want to, you can exfoliate or you don't have to, but it's recommended to do that one or two times a day. I mean, a week. I'm sorry. Okay. And then after that, you're going to apply toner and... You can find toners like anywhere. I'm not really sure. I think, I don't know what the purpose of a toner is. They didn't really go over it in that thing, but this is specific to anti-aging though. So toner is not specific to anti-aging apparently. Okay. But um, you're going to want to apply a toner. Um, uh, and you're, then, you're educating me. I, I have to say- like, I have a toner. I use rose water. Is it that can be used brand as, or it's, it's like, like actually water it, that had it's roses? It's rose water. Yeah. So it's water that had roses in uh -huh. it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, okay. It can be used as like a toner. Interesting. I, didn't I don't, know. Uh, yeah. You know what you should do? Remember how, was it last week we were talking about like your subscription thing on? I made a video today about um, my skincare routine. I haven't posted it yet though. That should be your exclusive content. Like Sarah's skincare <laughs> for men. I mean, who wouldn't take skincare advice from you? I mean, you're, you know, a beauty expert. Obviously you have your own talk show. Uh, sure. Mm -hmm. You should yeah. feel like, you should like, that should be like one of your pushes. Be like, I'm skin. I'll I'm try it out. Skincare expert. I'm going to have, um, that's what we're going to do. Travis, are you going to subscribe to her uh, skincare? I'm going, I would, I would I'm going to do an experiment and I'm going to um, 
have a subscription based off of these things that you're telling me to do. And I'm how, like, let you me ask you, like, if it's not too personal, like, how much does a subscription cost to this? Is this like a monthly thing or? Yeah, like you can make it anywhere, however much you want. Mine's like five dollars or something, and there's like twenty people that pay for a subscription to my Instagram. You need to like tap into that. Like, you should do the skincare stuff. If, it, right. if you get rich doing that, I want like a little tiny slice okay. for recommending the idea. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay, so after toner, step four. No, apply the serums. Okay, the serums. Okay. The serums are the retinoids, the acid peptides, and the vitamin C. So if you're going to apply retinol, you need to only do that at night. That's recommended to only do at night. Okay. So your so your nighttime routine. Your morning routine should consist of the vitamin C. Okay. that we talked about right um, but you can apply the acids or the peptides that we talked about like at your morning and your night if you want to now let me ask you this so you've laid out the skin or is there more i'm sorry yes there is more oh okay i'm gonna let you finish then and then i have a question if i can remember it yes so step five apply your eye cream if you have any so like for your eye wrinkles you eye and all cream? that I'm stuff i'm starting to get wrinkles around my eyes i'm getting old i mean same can you, can you zoom in on these wrinkles Travis? like here they look bad on the that? camera is it bad Wait, I gotta look at the right camera. Which, which camera is it, <laughs> How long have I been doing this? I don't see Can you see them? No. no? I did just get a laser treatment, though. Maybe, you did? Yeah, maybe it's the laser. Yeah, you're not red anymore. I know. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. I don't look like I was a burn victim. <laughs> you don't look like you went to Florida. Yeah. All right, okay. so keep going. Step six. Yeah. Apply spot or topical treatment. So this is like for your acne scars or acne or like dark spots on gotcha. your face. Um, number seven is moisturizer. And so that's when you're going to try to find that moisturizer that has the squalene in it. Squalene. Um, and then if your moisturizer doesn't have sunscreen, then you're going to want to put sunscreen to, yeah. to end your skincare routine. Gotcha. But most, most moisturizers have skin uh, sunscreen no, in them. Yes, they do. Yeah. But yeah, definitely buy ones. that. So the main thing to take away from this yes. is... What's our take home? To have a morning routine and a nighttime routine okay. for your anti-aging uh, routines in general. So definitely apply the retinol at night, which is like the most effective anti-aging, right? Would okay. you say as a definitely is up there on the list? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do, but that's way up there. On the Out list. of my research, retinol has always yeah. been like, always if you want anti-aging, look for retinol for in creams there. and stuff. Yeah. And there's other things you can do. Um, and then yeah, vitamin C during the day. And personally, I use retinol, um, for nighttime. Okay. Cream. And then I also, I use hyaluronic acid too. Yeah, that's very popular. Yeah. Great. It's a natural product. I, I have questions. Yes. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a subscriber to your Sarah's <laughs> men's skincare routine line, right? Okay. Because yes. men can do all these, right? For sure. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I just want to make sure that there wasn't something that was more makeup based. Like I didn't, I didn't hear that, but I just want to make sure. Okay. So I'm a subscriber to the Sarah skincare for men instagram page or whatever i don't know not say it sarah how much will this cost me a month to do your routine not buying your products but just like in general like how much can i expect to spend um well Ballpark. i guess we could probably look like those um i mean you can buy, i'm not holding you to it no there i uploaded pictures i don't oh, know the pictures. yeah yeah we have some we have we, oh, have, we have pictures uh, is that prices on it i don't know i can't remember so here's the collagen with the squalene in it that's one of the uh, ones okay. that had it there's retinol, like L'Oreal. That's like, like you can get that at the drugstore, honestly. Right. Yeah. And that's that looks more like a uh, retinol complex. 
Yeah, that, but that looks more like like a, like a really like high end place. I think that was probably like eighty bucks. Wait, is that Skin on. Better? Yeah. That might be the brand that we we carry Skin Better in our. Yeah, then this is Eucerin. This is like yeah. a suit. This is a really well known moisturizer yeah. you can find With in a drugstore. Yeah. yeah. And then there's your hyaluronic acid. Yeah. That's another good brand right there. And then there's your um, is it the, uh, the retinoid. Oh, the retinoid. Yeah. Sorry. Couldn't yeah. See it. So, I mean, do you have like just a ball? Am I going to spend, spend like $30 a month? Am I going to spend $100 a month? On, so if you went to the store and you didn't have any of those products mm -hmm. that are listed, yeah, I would probably um, say you're probably going to spend $25 to $50 on each of those products. Okay, so you're looking at $150, $300. Bucks. And will those last me a month, two months, three months? They'll last you a very long time. I would so say, months. I would say like three months. And how long does this take me to do the skin routine every morning? Even is this like a five or ten minute routine? Less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. Okay. Yes. Sarah, I'm gladly paying five dollars for your excellent skincare advice and your subscription too. I like honestly, I would recommend definitely getting like I know a lot of guys wash their face with just like soap. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm just like in the shower. I'm like, like I got some on my body. I'm just gonna like put some yeah, on my face. and you just like wash your face with whatever happens to be on your hand. <laughs> Like if it's that sounds so just like bad if it's body like if it's like, body wash or like, like oh, I straight, mud. yeah he doesn't no do you have face wash so I don't have a face wash but I do have a specific soap that I use just for my face okay well, trouble is go. ahead of the game man like, so yeah so I would definitely recommend getting a cleanser of some sort and maybe like an exfoliating like brush to use like in the shower Sarah, every I'm once in a you, while this is it you need to like do care like for men like. They would love to listen to you tell them about how to treat, treat their skin, I Absolutely. think. Sure. Uh, this is no, I'm, he's dead serious. I'm being dead serious. Okay. I want you to try. Bet. 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 Dude, I want some, I want, I know that you're fixing to go on spring break. So while you're on vacation, I want you to like plan this out. Okay. On paper or get ChatGPT. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you. Give me your end, email address. Before we end. So I was telling my wife <laughs> like a week or so ago, I was like, hey, you need to get on ChatGPT because I actually use this thing all the time now. I and know. I remember you, I told you to get it and you said you couldn't. It's full. I'm on like a wait list or something. You need to double check. My wife got on it the day that I told her. I've been meaning to tell you that. I was going to text you. Maybe I need to check my email. Maybe you should. Because she literally signed up for an account and she's in. So I think that you applied when there was a waiting period. And then probably you got an email that said, okay, sign up now. And yeah. It'll change your life. Travis, do you use it? I know I've asked you this before. <laughs> I don't personally use it, but I know we do use it up here in the studio. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. So, okay. Sometimes to like uh, code even like websites. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we have used it before here. Shoot. Yeah. If you don't know what ChatGPT is, you need to find out. So, uh, all right. Anything else about skincare? Nope. If you're on Insta, go check out Sarah's subscription for men's skincare products and men's, it's gonna be the big thing i'm telling you yeah. there's nothing out there like it okay if you don't do it i will but you should do it they'll want to listen to you more than me and you have the following i, don't I have, have a followers. lot of men that follow me dude they're begging to know about skincare begging they're begging okay and they'll, they'll gladly give up five bucks okay all right Thanks. all right <laughs> all right everybody thank you so much for joining us we'll see you next week on nip talk